Euh, Est-ce okay, que tu peux non, jouer oui. euh, Stairway à Evan, s'il te plaît? <rire> The longest song. The longest oh, song yeah. ever. Oh. <laughs> It's $20 a song, eh? That's right. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. Right! Right! And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. June 8th, 2021. I should start saying what episode it is because we did just pass our 25th, so I, I thought I should start keeping track, but I didn't. Anyway, cool. I'm your host, Brock, on the other side of the screen and the other side of the provincial line is Pep Cariotti wearing the ever famous and very happy Montreal Canadiens jersey this morning. How you doing? Look at that. Look at that. Hey, I'm wearing red, blue. I got yeah. the Montreal jersey here and yeah. you know, it's That is my apology to all of the Habs yeah. fans because I took a lot of heat supporting Mark, <laughs> Mark Scheifele's hit uh, on Evans. I am not apologizing for it. I still support the hit, but I I got accused of being a Montreal hater and all that kind of stuff uh, by the godfather himself there, Matty P, and that's not the case. That's not the case. I congratulate you. The Habs did a great thing. Uh, I think there's a tweet that was put out in Kevin Douglas, who's a... A notorious Leaf um, fan base basher put okay. it out. He retweeted it or whatever it was. It was that the Habs have beaten more teams in the last nine days, eliminated more teams in the last nine days than the Leafs have in 17 years. <laughs> Which I believe <laughs> is true. Um, but anyway, uh, congratulations to the Habs. Uh, I heard you guys won in overtime last night. I was too busy watching the Islanders-Bruins game. Uh, mm. That series is off the hook let's yeah. see what happens next round hopefully they can come out and play with the you know the same intensity uh i saw carrie price give up one goal that was kind of questionable last night um that he should have had and i normally would have so he's got to really be on his game moving forward because the teams that are going to be there next round again whatever every analyst has said that wait to the next round they're not going to get past uh, winnipeg you know it is what it is the habs keep proving us wrong and You know, I gotta, I gotta applaud their team, the the way they've played, their goaltender, their veteran presence. Um, but you know, I uh, also apologize for the back and forth of the hit. It is what it is. Hey, listen, man. No, the Habs limped into the playoffs, so there was a lot of reason for pessimism if you were a Habs fan. And then, of course, right before the first game of the first series, they announced that they're going to sit Kudkiniemi and Romanov and Caulfield and you know like it was really like oh my god what are they doing you know and then um you know it it the the first few games looks like the Leafs were were going to take it and Montreal fans were losing it and then they just um they made a couple of subtle changes one I've already talked about bringing Jake Evans in he was awesome and then uh, plug it in Gustafsson in the back end he's only a, he's only a like the sixth defenseman but he scored a power play goal yesterday he's been relatively stable in the back end He's uh, he had 60 points a couple of years ago. So they picked him up right at the trade deadline. So 
you know, Bergie's looking like a genius when <laughs> the last little part of the year he was getting ripped. So, you know, you get hot at the right moment. They, they're built for the playoffs. I know that's a cliche, but they kind of are. You know, veteran veteran team, uh, veterans are stepping up. And then you got the, a kid like Caulfield. Man, every time he touches the puck, it's so exciting. The yeah. kid is so fast, got a good shot. What do you think of him? Uh, you know what? Like like you said, he's kind of a bundle of energy. He's a yeah. spark on the ice. Yeah. You know, I'm a big guy. Yeah. You know, I'm used to that kind of style. It's it's nice to see. Uh, that's why I support Shifley's hit. Otherwise, I mean, a guy like Caulfield, you know what I mean? Like he's getting opportunities yeah. that otherwise he wouldn't have 10 years ago. And he's making the most of it. And he showed what he could do in the World Juniors. You know, I knew when that kid was going to come up, he was going to be good yeah. because of what he's done on those biggest stages. And, you know, he was a nightmare for Team Canada during those yeah. uh, tournaments, too. So he's you got a lot crafty. going for him. He's crafty with the puck. He's, uh, I know he's, I know you have he's, to be. you know, he's elusive. Like he really, I know he, he threw his body around a little bit yesterday, but he's, he's quick with the puck and he's, and he's, um, decisive is the word I'm looking for with the puck. He knows what he wants to do. It's either a shot or a pass. He doesn't dangle too much. It's just a quick, like, he looks like he's been in the league for a few years. And he, he kind of looks a little bit like Marty St. Louis in his heyday. So, ah, that's, you know it's what? It's not a bad that's comparison. A, not a bad, I mean, diminutive and all that stuff. But, I mean, good shot. Really good shot. When he starts finding the net with his shot, I think we're going to see uh, see him take off. But, anyway, exciting stuff. Exciting uh, stuff they, from them. Hey. They're going to take on Vegas or or Colorado and let those teams beat Whoa. the hell out of each other. That's an amazing series, too. I, again, the fans play a huge role, yeah. um, you know, but I tell you, the Islander Bruins series. So, hey, let me talk to my Habs fans here. You guys hate the Bruins as much as I do. Let's get I on do. the Islanders. Those those are fun to watch. And the Islanders have played really well lately. So I'm really hoping they close that out and take out the Bruins. Vegas and Colorado, arguably two of the best teams during the regular season. So they're kind of going toe-to-toe. Uh, and then there's the, the, the silent, quiet game sort of down in the uh, – in down Tampa. south with Tampa and uh, Carolina, so you know what I mean. Like these, the final four is going to be fairly fun to watch. I just hope, yeah. and I'm actually kind of glad that Montreal's in because they're the only team in Canada that had really had any number of fans that were there. And hopefully, they open that up a bit more. You see the fans in the streets partying and stuff. There's five thousand fans around a, a thing mm-hmm. of fireworks in the middle of the street. Like at some point, you just got to say, let's just let them in the building because this is going to be nuts outside. So I hope mm-hmm. they open that up. Um, I wanted to shout out you for 16 years with the good life at the general, bud. Yeah. I saw your post today. That's 16 years. Good Lord. It's a long That's... time. It's a lifetime, man. It's uh, yeah. When I first started, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't good life who owned it. It was a private company for a decade. And then uh, the, the contract came up for tender and, uh, and good life took over, which has been lovely. It's been a really kind of an easy transition. Um, it's not your typical good life. Obviously, you know, you, the general public can't use the gym, but uh you know, I'm fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know that there's no there's no fourth wave. That's really, you know, I, I'm I have mixed emotions about this Friday. It's such a I'm in such a weird headspace because we're the Ontario's reopening as of Friday morning, reopening. I mean, fifty percent, fifteen percent capacity yep. for shopping. But I, I I'm I'm nervous because this is this is probably my last opportunity to um, to get back to work at a reasonable time, which for me would be August September. If a fourth wave rolls through, I, I'm in big trouble. I mean, I, I mean, I say I say that relatively yeah, yeah. speaking, but like, you know, I need to get back to work by August, September, October at the latest. Um, otherwise, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for the rest of the year. So it's a very interesting situation I'm in. I'm uh, I'm I feel weird. I, I want to reopen, but it's like I'm nervous that we're gonna the numbers are gonna spike and then there's gonna be another another shutdown. So 
Anyway, fingers numbers crossed. numbers are gonna spike to a certain degree. They have to anticipate that. We just got to make sure that we deal with it accordingly. And if more people yeah. are vaccinated, they shouldn't be. The numbers could go up, but we won't have as many ICU patients. And, and um, strain on our hospital system is kind of what the hope is. And I think that's, that's kind of how the U.S. had, had approached it. Uh, but, yeah, everybody be safe anyway. When it starts opening up, let's not go absolutely nuts. Well, you know, the one the one thing we have going on our side is that last summer when, when we opened up, the numbers stayed low all summer. It was September when we got a, you know complacent. We thought, okay, we got this thing beat. And then September rolled around and we all just back to school and the gatherings were still happening, but it was more indoors as the weather turned. And then, because it, it, it is an indoor virus. So, you know, I'm not too worried about the summer. I think the summer, the numbers are going to stay low because people are outside all the time and it's a lot less transmissible out there. So, mm. you know, fingers crossed. And then get your vaccine, folks. Get your vaccine. Please. For all me. right. For Pep. <laughs> get your vaccine for Pep. Be a little wiser and get your Pfizer. Oh. <laughs> what was yours? Uh, what did you say? It, it was uh, Mike give me something uh, about Moderna. Yeah, no. uh, should I be concerned that I got the Moderna <laughs> or something to that effect? Anyway, so ridiculous. Um, I love it. Okay. Uh, also, want to shout out real quick to uh, my agent, um, the only hey. agent I've ever had. It's his uh, right. birthday today, so big happy birthday to Darren Gill. Not big Darren Gill. He's little Darren Gill. But okay, uh, right. he was responsible for a lot of the stuff. Happy that I was birthday, going Darren! Uh, oh, you know what? I just CFL also agent. wanted to. You took a, you took your Turner and got the Moderna. That that was what it was. Yeah, I like it. I, I like took it. my Turner and got the Moderna. All right. I didn't want to shout out one thing. Not a shout out, actually. I, I I felt I felt like I needed to comment on this, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna be brief. My heart goes out to the people who uh, the family, whoever's left over of the family that was run down by somebody in London, Ontario. It's, uh, it's not something I generally talk about because, you know, I'm not Muslim, so I have no connection to the Muslim community. I have nothing against Muslims, obviously. To see that happen or to hear about it happen, I don't know the family. I'd be a hypocrite if I, or, or a liar if I said, oh, my God, I'm so torn up by it. I don't know the family. But I can just picture my family. Very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Mom and dad and grandma and two kids walking to the, who knows where they were going to the park. Maybe they're just taking out, taking a walk and they get run down by some Yahoo 20 year old who has a racist background. They've did it. Obviously they've, uh, they've looked into his background and it's all like, you know, it's racist rhetoric. You don't, you don't just, you don't just become racist. It's a learned behavior. You either learn it from your parents at the dinner table who are talking nonsense when you're young and you just sort of digest it and you absorb it. And then that becomes you. Kind of like you know, if you've ever seen the movie American History X, that kind of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. or you've had a bad experience with with that community, whether they've whatever, just a bad moment, bad experience, and you just pool a bunch of people together and put them into one category. Either way, it's awful stuff. It's not relegated to the states, and we got to be better here in Canada. I mean, we're we're better than this. We're better than this. And that guy, his friends, let all of us down. His family let all of us down because you got to see the signs. You got to see the signs. And if you don't see the signs, then, you know, they, I mean, this kid's a genius then. Maybe he's a genius and we don't know it. I doubt he's a genius. And we just got to see the signs with, with these people, especially these young, impressionable 20-year-olds who just take matters into their own hands and they maybe he's what, played too much Grand Theft Auto or whatever. It's just madness. And it's, it's, it's angering and it's, it's not just a United States problem. Racism, unfortunately, is alive and well here in Canada and in Ontario, if you could believe that. And we just got to be better. And I just want to, I just wanted to mention that. 
No, it's a good point. And, you know, you don't have to know, nobody has to know the family or be Muslim or whatever to right. feel empathy towards that family and what they're going through. And I think it was a nine-year-old maybe who was the last one uh, right? to survive. So, I mean, you know, you're, again, we're fostering the problem. We're breeding problems. So that kid is going to grow up and he's not going to have a real good taste in his mouth for, you know, uh, I don't know if the guy was white or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like it's just when it's a hate crime, often what's reciprocated is more hate. And that's, that's the cycle that we're living in right now. And we need to break that. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. Okay. Sorry to uh, mention that, but I had to. <clears throat> no, it's a heated topic. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, good. You, I, Hey, this is your platform, man. So you, you yeah. have that opportunity. Speaking of heated, this room is hot and the whole weather has been ridiculously hot. So ah. this, I think, is if you hear a little bit of a wheeze in the background, that's my fan because I'm dying. And this studio is going to move in the basement pretty darn soon. <laughs> Which should also actually open up, make a better wall, and, and then I can have you over when we start getting together and we can do it right from there together. Anyway. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let's go right in and let's bring our guests on because we've got a couple things that we want to talk about. I don't know if you want to talk about a sponsor. We don't have a sponsor this week. So if you are out there and looking to sponsor the show and get some advertising, by all we means, reach out to us. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, unsportsmanlikeconvo at gmail.com as well. Uh, either you or somebody you know wants to, uh, to get on that, hit us up. But hey, you know what? Since we don't have a sponsor, I'll just give a shout out to Conspiracy Theory. Uh, it's a restaurant out on in Bell's Corners on Robertson Road. Um, they're going to be obviously reopening soon. They had a great patio. It's like a huge parking lot. It's awesome. And uh, my buddy uh, uh, runs the place, Nasser, and uh, just highly recommend it. All right. So we got one last person who's going to get advertising. Free shout outs, eh? No, no free <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with the sports talk. Let's bring him on. Our buddy. Sigmund Charles. What up, Sig? How you doing? How are you? How you guys doing? Good. Very good. Thank you so much for having me back. It's good to be back. Good Charles to be back, charge, baby. <laughs> when you get requested by P Dog himself, because. You know it's a basketball show when I get the message from Pep saying, yo, can we get Sig on because I need somebody to shoot back at me some thoughts because I don't watch enough basketball. I get it. I get it. Um, so we got our, our resident basketball uh, co-host, if you will, on the show. Before we get into hoops, though, uh, we wanted to ask Sig, and I, I don't know if you watched it, Brock. I certainly didn't. Uh, Not for a many chance. Reasons. For, largely because I, I'm, I can't stay up that late. Did you watch Money Mayweather fight Logan Jake, whatever his name is, Paul? Yeah, I did. I did, and I know a lot of I know a lot of real uh, real boxing fans are, are probably upset at that. But yeah, I watched it, and uh... okay. So quickly, <laughs> Mayweather won, but it was did he was it like a was it a hug fest? Was it uh, did he land a lot of shots? Did like I you know? First off, how did Mayweather didn't win? There's no winners or judges, right? Yeah, no winners, no judges. So um, you know, But they were allowing knockouts. Of course, you know there wasn't one. But you know, it felt or like was there? Not or was there a knockout? Or was there? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw something about that today, saying that uh, May, Mayweather might have knocked him out and held him up. There was a lot of holding. Like, like Paul was Paul was getting tired. I honestly saw a remake of the Ropa Dope, and that's what I was expecting. 
Um, you know, but Floyd was actually giving a little bit of action, you know, um, counter punching and whatnot. But then for the most part, he was covering up and, and Lloyd, if, or, uh, Logan Paul was just, just trying to wail on him. And uh, he threw, I think, at one point, a flurry of like 20 punches. Not one of them landed. And then showed him at the end of the round and he had his hands <laughs> on the rings. And, and I was like, okay, okay, this is looking real. And then all of a sudden it, it took a turn and Mayweather was not on the attack. He was not. He, I think I counted three headshots thrown in the last two and a half rounds. I was like, okay. I'm like, they're basically both come into this. They're going to take everybody's money, whatever money that they're going to make, and, and walk away without you know, looking too embarrassed, basically. Yeah. Right? And did, did you pay for the fight? I did not pay for the Good. fight. Good. Absolutely okay. not. Okay, perfect. That's, <laughs> first off, don't pay for the fight. There's enough streaming services out there. Hey, uh, at what point does uh, does boxing need to make this real though? Like when, like fight for a title or have a ranking system again? Like, is it just all up and is it just all gone? Like, I, I, I know feel like this that was just a it, it was a circus. It was a money grab and it was a circus. Like, I I don't feel like we should ever see Floyd do anything ever again. There's no, I don't feel like there's a reason. He's got his record, undefeated, whatever. He's got his money. See you later. And the other guy, like. He's just living off of, of, you know, picking fights with guys and YouTube. And and, yeah. Living you off, know? not like making a very good living, living off of the fact yeah, that he, yeah. as a businessman from a YouTube perspective, yeah. was able to get Money Mayweather to actually agree to the fight, regardless of what happens in the fight, for him to agree to the fight and have it as a pay per view. You know, I, I saw somebody so do a rant. He's, he won. Like he's yeah. Oh, yeah, accomplished what. A lot of people would have wished they could have, you know, with the whole, like, can you take a punch? Can you throw what? Would you be able to last any rounds with him? Whatever. Like, he did some big things. And as much as I can't stand him, you know, you got to give him credit. The guy made probably $100 million or whatever it is from this kind of stuff. They sold everybody again. Did you guys hear the quote today from Mayweather? He goes, I've, uh, I've mastered the art of making uh, uh, legalizing bank robberies. <laughs> and I think that makes it also I mean, obvious. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. You're not getting paid for your job. You, you're getting paid for robbing people, you know, of a, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, of, of a true sport. I mean, it's it's such a sad state of affairs because I used to love boxing, to, you know, when all the, even like the middleweights and the heavyweights were my favorite. Like, I would actually, wa- I would love to watch, you know, Michael Moore and Foreman and those guys at Holyfield and, uh, man, the, in the 90s, the heavyweight division was awesome. There were so many good fighters and then it just all went to crap. And the Klitschko's took over, and then boxing disappeared for like a decade. I do like Tyson Fury, though. Yeah, I do really like Brock. Have you have you ever heard? Have you read about Tyson Fury's story? Uh, the I've depression and the weight gain and the weight loss. I've heard that. some of it. I never read about it or anything, but yeah, remarkable, I've seen some of his... remarkable stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. He's a good character. He's a guy that I would cheer for. Yeah. Does it? Does any of his fights? It, it, you know, scream excitement for me or whatever. Not really. It's is, not ones I'm going to pay for still, whatever. Well, just the, you know I mean? Like you can have one guy, but you can't just have one guy. Like as, if Tyson was just mowing through hundreds of idiots, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the, the Holyfield Tyson, you know, three way. It's the, um, you know what I mean? Like those kind of stories that really get you going. Mm. And I think if you, if you only have one that people like it, it still doesn't create that, um, desire to see him fight somebody. You know, you want to see him win, but you don't really, at least I haven't got there. Like St. Pierre was different. You know, again, they have those trash talking, but St. Pierre was like, I don't know. It was, I took, St. Pierre's fights were very personal 
to me and a lot of Canadians, I think it was just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, you were in there and it, and it's like, if he's getting beat up or he loses, I feel like we're losing. Anyway, yada, yada, boxing has taken a, a hit I'll and say, it's not even I'll close. I, I feel like, yeah, I agree. It's taken a hit, but I'll say that <clears throat> an event like this still didn't hurt boxing because the true fans, true boxing fans didn't even pay attention to this. They even blink an eye and, and, and even pick up on this. So, um, you know, in that, in that respect, you know, um, boxing is where it is right now. And, yeah. you know, we do need some, some star power, some stories, you know, some, some characters that we can follow. But this thing didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's, he's Greg not, Spiro, not the wrong. best era of boxing was the Ray yeah. Mancini era. Now, Greg, Greg did, was it Boom Boom that killed somebody in the ring? He'll um, obviously. Well, yeah. If he answers it, I'll I'll bring it up. Please. Um, I think Ray actually killed somebody in the ring. All right. Okay. Yeah. In essence of time, I want to ask you guys. <laughs> we're moving to uh, real quickly golf. I know everybody's excited on the pins and needles. They're big golf fans. Okay. <laughs> John Ram, who's a great golfer, just had a really wicked um, round at the uh, the Memorial Tournament in the third round. So the golf starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, finish on Sunday. And you got to be winning the whole time. Kills the round on Saturday. He's a six shot lead going into Sunday, which is not insurmountable, but it's pretty close. He's, he's close to tying. If he wins that, that uh, tournament, he like ties a Tiger Woods record, not any major Tiger Woods record, but the only other guy to do back to back, whether it was the Memorial mm -hmm. tournament or like back to back week to week. I can't remember what it is. Um, mm -hmm. It was Tiger Woods. So we had a chance to tie that. Plus, you win $1.6 million. Holes out 18. Before he's even off the green and leaving the thing, he gets told that he tested positive for COVID. So now he's forced to withdraw. So my question to you is, with golf, especially golf, being you know an exemption from a lot of the COVID closures across the world, um, the fact that it's you know very much a, a sport that you can – Keep your distance. You know, maybe have them – you're playing by yourself, so you could tee off super early or go late. You know, maybe there's no fans around whatever. Could golf have accommodated him to finish that one round on Sunday um, to keep him in that hunt? Or was it right that they said, you know what, you tested positive, you're out, uh, not – well, technically disqualified, and, uh, and you sort of miss out? Like, what should golf have done? What are your thoughts on that, or do you have any? Sig? I think they should have – exactly like you said, let them play at a different time. You know, it's the type of sport you're not playing against someone. You know, you could easily just push that back. Like, like generally, yes, you are playing against, you know, the, the score overall. Yeah. But that's something that could be played, you know, even, even two days later when there's not a soul on, on, on the course. Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I know it would be, it would be probably not the most, uh, you know, it's, it's not an ordinary situation, you know, um, but I mean, for that type of money and, and someone that, you know, has to qualify to get there, you know, and the next time you'd have to wait till next year to play in that tournament again. Um, yeah, I absolutely think. Why wouldn't you just, just hold off um, until, but I mean. Or move it early. I've seen people in golf yeah. where they've let them play and they needed to get it in before like sunset or something. And a guy mm -hmm. played a whole round. It was just him and his caddy, I think. And he played it in an hour and a half. And they're mm -hmm. throwing clubs. Like the, the caddy's throwing putters at him when he's on the green. He's throwing his clubs back and they're sprinting to hold a hole so he can get that round in. And he played fairly well and he's still like to continue the tournament or something. So, you know, there's, there's things there. And I was disappointed uh, for Rom that, you know, they kind of didn't 
figure that out. Or if something came up to that effect, it shouldn't be just a disqualification, especially a guy who's six strokes in the lead and whatever. He could probably didn't have to play, or he could have shot even, and he still would have been ahead of it. But let me anyway, uh, let me like let me play gr- wrong. Let me play grumpy old man for a second. Let me be the grumpy old man for a second. Here we go. I'm just playing devil's advocate. He looks yeah, the yeah. part right now. Okay, at, yeah. I mean, got the face. Pouty face here. <laughs> you should have had a leaf jersey on. It would have really yeah. succeeded yeah. that look. Yeah, anyway, it'd be, it'd be continue. <laughs> the op, the optics. Uh, now, what you guys suggested was is in a perfect world. Absolutely. How hard would it be to get the guy back on when the, when the tournament's done? Let him finish off and see where see where he finishes, which he probably would have won. Um, if it was the sixteenth uh, or fifteenth hole, maybe it were t- a different story. Um, the optics would have been horrible had they kept them on. When you when you are when you test positive for COVID, you have to be indoors for fourteen days. You're going to make an exemption for a sport a sport of golf. Um, I yes, big money's involved. Yes, he's first. Yes, he would have won, but the optics would have been awful. Golf would have been destroyed had they kept him on, knowing that he had COVID. Um, but you, w- the, what you guys suggested makes total sense. I mean, they, they could have easily done that. Uh, I think they made the right choice. I think that uh, despite the fact that it's outdoors and that you could have taken every precaution imaginable, I mean, although golf is turning into a young sport, there's a lot of young viewers now, um, it's still, uh, there's still a lot of old people. And those old people can die from COVID. And if he spread it anywhere, I mean... I mean, it just—it's such—it would have been such a bad scene had they kept him on or allowed him to finish. I mean, just you know. Well, I, I mean, mean, I think they did. Yeah, the, the same right argument. He finished the 18th hole. The guy on the 18th hole, because he was told immediately after he finished his putt, and he was just to the fringe of the of the green. He was told at that point. And that's when he broke down and was pulled out. The guy who knows that information likely didn't just be like, hey, I just got the call as soon as you putted that ball, and he probably got it on the 16th or 17th hole. So Maybe. at what point does he, you know, he's like, well, we let him play out the 18th. Anyway. If they did, shame on them if they did. <clears throat> Either way, ultimately the message is that this is bigger than sports, you know, regardless of the situation, and they're likely doing the right thing. I felt bad yeah. for him. I also felt, you know what I mean, like he's already done that. If he's isolated and they say, you know what, you come, you tee off at, 4.30 in the morning or something like that before anybody's around. We just have you and your caddy who you've been with the whole the whole time. Um, or anyway, whatever. I just felt like golf is one sport that can maybe have um, um, adjusted accordingly. I anyway. mean, they could have quarantined him for 14 days, had him come out on the 15th day and say, just finish off. You were going to win this tournament anyways. I mean, they could have done that. There's, they could have done something. Because yeah. uh, he was so damn close. But by that, but, I mean, they're at the different tournament stuff anyway. Anyway, I was yeah, just, yeah. it yeah, was yeah. something that came up. I felt really bad for the guy. And Did I was he won the tournament before you said? He won the tournament prior to that? It was either last week he won the tournament, so it was back-to-back. Uh, there was some sort of back-to-back record that he was supposed to break from Tiger, and that was either this week-to-week back-to-back or this yeah. specific tournament back-to-back, one of those things. But um, anyway, and we have oh, so confirmation. Okay for money. Oh, yeah, so the a- guy's okay for money. He's a... Oh, God. They're, they're all okay for... Oh, you're... Uh, I'll, I'll cancel right. the e-transfer. Yes, now. Greg uh, confirmed that <laughs> somebody died in the ring. And we're laughing about thanks, it. Greg. Anyway, no, thanks for no, confirming, Greg. Okay, Pep, let's go. Yeah. Let's move on. We're, uh, we're yapping NBA away. NBA action. We need, a, we need an NBA. Do we have an NBA? Do we have that one? I could swore you played that one. Anyway, sweet.
Let's talk hoops. I did do it. Good job, Mikey. Way to get that, bud. Ah, the boy, Mike. Uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, that, you know, that reminds me of, I don't know, did Marv Albert ever, no, he only worked for MSG, but Marv Albert is coming to an end. Um, he's got, he's doing the Eastern Conference Finals and then that's it. So he'll do the. His career is coming to an end. Marv well, Albert himself is not coming to an end. Oh, well, I mean, he's, uh, hopefully not anytime soon, but he's also pretty old. Anyways, um, the NBA, the, well, the first round saw a couple of shockers. I'll, I'll put the Lakers losing to Phoenix as a shocker only because, you know, LeBron is on one team and any team he's on has a chance to win the title losing it. We'll talk about that in a second, but I'll just go, go over quickly, go over the, uh, the first round um, uh, results. And then we'll, uh, we'll dive into a couple of the, uh, the series going on right now. So Utah beat Memphis. I don't think that's a surprise. Um, the Suns beat the Lakers. We'll talk about that. Nuggets beat Portland, which I thought was really interesting series. And it was a shame that they had to meet in the first round because those are two teams that could have vied for uh, a, a final spot, especially yep. Portland. Portland's running out of chances. Portland is running is out of chances. Yeah. Um, the Clips beat Dallas. Dallas was up 3-1, I think, in that. or three, uh, da- The home team didn't win a game until the, the, last, uh, the last game. That was awesome. Philly beat Washington handily. The Hawks beat the Knicks, which was disappointing, but the Knicks crashed down to earth. Uh, Julius Randle was awful. Like, I mean, yeah, by his, he was awful. Yeah. Um, the Bucks beat yeah. Miami, uh, swept Miami, and then the Nets crushed uh, crushed Boston. Um, so moving on to the second round, Sig, it, there's some interesting uh, matchups. The Nets and Bucks. Wow. Uh, I, I, what's going on? Harden isn't even playing. Wow. And the Nets playing. beat them by 40 yesterday. Yeah. Like a healthy Bucks team. Um, what do you see with the Nets? What are they doing right? And what are, what's Milwaukee doing wrong? Are they just not a playoff team? I don't, I don't know what, like, I don't know if they don't have faith in the coach or, or you know, what it is right now. I know uh, having their, uh, their guard, DiVincenzo, him out, he was a good, a very good defensive player. He would have helped on, on you know, a Kyrie or, or a Harden. He's out. So he's, you know, he only, I think he only really was giving like about eight, eight to 10 points or something like that. But yep. on the defensive end, he was a big force. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's so much Milwaukee, like Milwaukee, I think is just, they're just kind of idling and, uh, and the nets are just, are just peaking even without Harden. Um, Harden is normally the facilitator on the team. Like he's the PG, the point guard on the team. Mm-hmm. He gets the guys the ball, but also, you know, can fill it up. But the fact that, Griffin is playing so well right now. Mm-hmm. I think that that's making a big impact right now. They're like, where is this coming from? Mm. Um, because Giannis does not look himself right now. Mm. Um, even if he's pouring in 25 points, you know, um, just the body language and everything is just horrible with that team right now. And the, the Nets are just feeling great. Like they're just rolling. The Bucks, um, the Bucks are healthy mm-hmm. and the Bucks are a full squad. Yep. Outside of DiVincenzo, they're pretty healthy. <clears throat> I can't figure them out. I, I don't think they're built for playoffs. And, you know, Charles Barkley said it on uh, on uh, TNT one day, and he said uh, they don't have a number two. And, in fact, he just, he's not convinced Giannis is a number one. I think he is because the guy puts it 30 yeah. a game and he does everything. But he doesn't, he doesn't believe in Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they went out and got Drew Holiday. That was their big acquisition in the offseason. Yeah. Love Drew Holiday. Love his, love his game. He won Sportsman of the Year again. I think it's like the 10th year in a row he's won that. Um, but he's... When you're the sportsman of the year, you're a nice guy. And they're a team of nice guys. Yeah. And you need some dog in the playoffs. And they, you need the Jay Crowders and the, uh, the Trevor Arizas and the, you know, the dirty guys to get out of the Avery Bradleys. You need some of those guys in your team. They don't have that on their team. That's what they're missing. And 
Coach Bud is playing for his career. Like he, if they don't make it past uh, the Nets, he's gone. So that you know they're gonna get a new coach in there, a new system. Uh, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but they need a number two. And I think Chris Middleton's eighteen to twenty points a game just doesn't cut it at this point. Uh, your thoughts on on their squad and how they're constructed? I don't, I don't. Just like you said, I don't think they have they have a dog. I don't think they have anyone that can just like snap them out of it and keep them going. Um, they're all nice guys. Giannis, his body language shows it. If they're not winning a game, he's kind of down and and just kind of. Oh man, this is not going well. And he's not picking up the team. Mm. Um, you see on other teams, you see like someone, I'll compare him to someone, it's unfortunate that he's out of the playoffs now, but Lillard. Lillard will be down. It doesn't matter. It's the same focus, it's the same drive, mm. you know, and he gets his team, you know, behind him like that. And I just don't see Yanis doing that right now. I see him being a little bit of a baby. Um, and now he's being shown up by, by KD, and like in, even in the uh, social media as well. Um, KD saying like, you know, don't compare me to this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, Giannis has to show up and, and, and bring his guys up. And I don't think that's happening. Great team, you know, guys that can, that can put the ball in the basket. Um, defense. I mean, they were supposed to be one of the best, you know, defensive teams, but right now they're not looking like it. And that's scored um, 140 points. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. that's un- unreal. Un- unreal. I looked at the score and I was like, that, that can't be real. That can't yeah. be real. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe you're right that they're they're just not built for the playoffs, or or you know, coach coaches uh, has got to go, or they're not you know they don't have the faith in, in the coach. And you know what uh, what I'm seeing with with teams when they play the Bucks now is uh, <clears throat> what the Bucks the Bucks dismantled. My, I'm a good Miami team. I was actually yeah. surprised at how how they. I mean, they swept them. Miami too. A, they didn't change anything. I, no, I that was so. the same gritty team yeah. that made it to the finals. Looked, got, just got outplayed. I'm like, oh, maybe the Bucks got something. Uh, you know what they're doing with Giannis? They're st- they're stepping off yeah. and they're they're giving him the three. And until he can make that three with consistency, you're gonna see what what we're seeing. Just funnel the middle, and you know if you're gonna you want to hit ten threes to beat us, then congratulations. They don't believe he can. On and the flip side, that. it's yeah. the same thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to to no. up. It's the exact same thing that uh, Milwaukee did to beat um, Miami with um, uh, what's their big center's name? Um, Bam. Bam. Yeah. They stepped off. Want to shoot? Go ahead. They forced him to, to basically just be nervous about it and think about it. Even if he wasn't putting it up right away, he was thinking about it. And, and then, and that completely destroyed him. And I think they yep. used the exact same game plan <laughs> against him. And, yeah. and it's, you know, it's working well. Now on the flip side, mm-hmm. on the flip side, let me tell you, if you haven't watched the Nets play, and I've seen every one of their playoff games this year. Look, guys, I know Kyrie Irving's not the not the warmest, fuzziest kid. I know that he says some controversial stuff sometimes. He's a top three player in the NBA right now. You, you should. I mean, if you haven't seen the Nets play, this kid. I mean, he's he's if you you play on him, he he blows by you. You step off, he's draining a three right in your face. Yep, either right hand. in your face. I mean, what either I saw him. Yeah, either hand, he's and he's and he's a great passer. And he, you know what? He's an underrated defender. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I when I look back at that uh, that 2015 Cleveland team that won the that was down three one to the Golden State, and they had LeBron had a great uh, great series there. But I mean, Kyrie hit the game winner. Yep. I mean, Kyrie was num- a good number two on that team. I and mean, some nights he was number one. Like LeBron deferred to him a lot. So what we're seeing, and then Durant is j- obviously he's healthy. I mean, he is just money. And uh, you know he's he's had enough with the media. Uh, he's, I hope he can just focus on the, on the game because the Nets, if they're playing like this, man, 
Philly, the Hawks, and the Bucks. Yep. Sayonara. Double, that double. is that is. Oh, they're going to be a, a handful to beat. And Steve Nash is doing a great job. He's done a great job all year, actually, as their coach. I mean, he they had their their growing pains early, but really, really pr- uh, impressed with the the Nets. Your, your thoughts quickly on the Nets? What do you think? Is Kevin Durant uh, an expecting father? Mm, I don't know. Isn't he supposed to have rumored to have that uh, old that porn star uh, impregnated her and uh, whatever? No, you haven't heard that today. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a joke. No, Fox working for TMZ on the <laughs> side here. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it today. Anyway, I did not hear. It. It's very possible. Maybe, hey. maybe he's going to be a daddy. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's grumpy. Maybe that's why he's. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Continue. your thoughts on the on the on the Nets? Yeah, the Nets. You know, uh, they haven't played many games together with uh, with that big three. Mm-hmm. But the games we've seen together are, are nuts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with just Harden out right now, if they're going to buy time by, you know, possibly another sweep yep. for this guy, you know, I don't know how bad that, that hamstring is. Um, I know a hamstring, playing with a, ham, a hurt hamstring in football, is it, it, it doesn't nah. <laughs> debilitating. It, It's debilitating. You know? Um, so I don't know how that's going to play out, but... Again, they might just buy him time if they if they pull off another sweep. They're they're playing great. They're they're, they're scoring. They're not they're scoring at will right now. And they're Durant, defending. Yeah, and they're and, defending. And and it's 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 like Griffin. It's so, it's so funny. He is completely night and day from what <laughs> he was doing. I believe I can fly. All of a sudden, he can he can jump now. Like, people were saying he couldn't dunk the ball, and now he's someone, clearly <laughs> clearly he's fine. Someone saw me the clip. Was it was it Kevin Nash? I think it was Kevin Nash with a broken leg, and he and he gets out, and he's like, "This that's uh that's Griffin." He's like, "You're traded to the <laughs> to the net," and he just gets out of the, the the fake the fake cast and goes and wrestles. See, I was like that's exactly it, and yeah. and you know they're they seem like a family. Yep, you know they, they seem very close, and they seem like a family, and uh, you know they have so many guys that played in the playoffs. You know, success or not, they got guys that are, and they have dogs. They have they dogs. Have. They have guys who can. Jeff Green hasn't hasn't played all series. When he's back, he he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He that guy does it all, and he's a yeah. he's like a twelve point ten rebound guy, but he's a good player. And he um, hasn't sat a game at all. He's been standing the whole he's, time. the whole time, right? The Georgetown guy. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about the Suns beating the Lakers. Um, Congratulations to Monty Williams. He came. He came second for as uh, coach of the year. And we did our we did our pre twenty twenty one NBA show with Dan Case and Dave Barbier. And uh, the Suns were a team that came up as a team that could make some noise. You know, picking up Jay Crowder, I thought was just a huge. He's, he starts for them, and he plays big minutes. Yeah. Uh, they're a young team, Devin Booker, and uh, uh, their big guy Aiton's really come along nicely. But um, like that team with Monty Williams, I picked him to be coach of the year. And he just fell just a, a few votes short. Uh, congratulations to Coach Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau from the Knicks, who won Coach of the Year. I thought he did a great job in New York. But Monty Williams is one of the more underrated coaches in the NBA, along with Nate McMillan, who's coaching the Hawks as we speak, who are up one zip on Philly. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for L.A. because they got snake bit by injuries. Um, losing AD, I thought, was just, was just like huge. They did, and, but the problems are deeper than just AD. Yep. They they don't have three point shooting. Nothing at all. Nothing. I mean, they got hot. Nothing. They they carried they carried KCP his hot streak during the playoffs last year. Rondo was hitting threes. Like guys, Alex Caruso, but they crashed Nothing back down to earth. Zero yeah. from from the perimeter. Wesley so Matthews. Wesley Matthews was just hot I trash. He was on the team. I forgot oh. he was on the team. It was that bad. 
they went and signed Ben McLemore. Why didn't they play Ben McLemore? I, I don't understand. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. Wesley Matthews was hot garbage, and so was Dennis Schrader in the in the playoffs. And Dennis Schrader, some of the guys were talking about him a few weeks ago, about him being um, um, a good pickup for them. And I, in my mind, I'm like, this guy has been a career backup. He's coming now to L.A. Think about the L.A. point guards over the years. Magic Johnson, Derek Fisher. I mean, Derek Fisher. The guy has as many titles as um, as uh, Robert Horry, I think, he's or Kobe. And that, you're coming into L.A. to play point guard, and Dennis Schrader is the guy you chose? I mean, I, look, what do you think about – okay, congratulations to Phoenix. Well, I'm going to yeah. give them a, a credit. Well, where, what went wrong in L.A.? The injuries, obviously, were the – you know, the, the biggest thing. Um, but like you said, like the, the shooting was horrible. You know, I try to watch every game and those games were hard to watch. I feel like LeBron could have had, even with AD out, he could have had easily like 15, 17 assists a game. Yeah. I was watching guys missing wide open shots and sometimes getting the offensive rebound, kicking the ball back out to that same guy and missing wide open Clank. Shots. Yep. Um, there's been a meme out there showing uh, LeBron talking <laughs> behind mm-hmm. Kuzma's back, giving him a look. I, I Kuzma I, again. He, you know, I'm sure he wasn't happy. Uh, you know, when AD came in, in the sense that you know he has to kind of take a seat back. Yes, we have a superstar, but you know now it's like okay, you know I'm not going to be relied on as much, but I still got to produce. Um, but he had a chance to prove himself again, and unfortunately, he didn't. He didn't show up. None nope. of the none of the supporting cast showed up. LeBron can't do it all, especially you know at, at his age now. AD goes out. Um, Drummond. Drummond also, I mean, I don't want to say he did bad. You know, the ball is still in all the other guys' hands. It's being swung around. Yeah. They're shooting a lot of threes. They normally dump it down to, to AD more than anything. Um, so he was kind of, you know, picking up the garbage and getting some, you know, baskets that way. But, yeah, I, I just think that it wasn't this, It wasn't even close to the same team that was built, like, the championship year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was the bubble. They were ready for that. I don't know how they prepared, but they're ready for that. Um, Schroeder didn't didn't really show up at all, um, and they met I think uh, Chris Paul at one of his best uh, yep. his best moments. Right and now. Devin Booker, you know, uh, is a yeah. budding star, and uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton. I thought he ate he ate them alive. Like he yeah. actually he took the 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 L.A. Lakers big men to the woodshed. You know, no offense to Andre Drummond. I think he did what did what he could, but he had a hard time defending Aiton on the pick and roll. Yep. And uh, how many how many dunk lay uh, alley oops did Aiton get oh, off uh, off Paul or the, whoever was rolling off the screen? You know, mm-hmm. so I found uh, welcome back. <laughs> I found uh, <laughs> hey. Speaking of, we just coming across my board. Uh, speaking of big men, Nikola Jokic is officially named the league MVP. So congratulations to him. Uh, well deserved. I mean, good lord, that the Nuggets team when they lost Jamal Murray, I'm like, uh oh, and uh, right. they they end up beating Portland. Um, just a final thought on on my on the Lakers for me is that I didn't think Vogel did a very good job with his rotations. I, I didn't like. I mean, there's a, there's such a thing as having too many guys, and when you got when you're looking on the bench and you got Marcus Gasol not playing a minute, you got Montrez Harrell who I really like, not playing a minute, and you're rolling out West Matthews and and like Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, to to think that they could have the initial ask from New Orleans was for was was Kuzma instead of Ingram. And the Lakers said, no, take Ingram instead. Can you imagine Ingram, the length that he would have provided? Ingram, wow. Davis, and LeBron. I mean, good Lord. Um, anyway, hindsight's twenty twenty. Kuzma hasn't worked out. 
we're going to see big changes in LA next year. I, I think, think LeBron's going to pull the plug. I think he was frustrated with guys like Kuzma and guys like Schrader. And yeah. uh, we'll, Brock has a question for us about LeBron. We'll, we'll make time for that, Brock. I promise, because uh, I do want to answer that question you, you were going to ask us. Um, anyway, moving on to the Clippers, I just want to briefly touch upon the clip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sneaky team, and anytime yeah. you have Kawhi Leonard on your roster. I mean, he basically carried the Raptors to a championship that one year. He can do the same in, in L.A. That's why they brought him in. No um, did you watch the Clippers-Dallas series, number one? And number two, uh, what do you think about the Clippers' chances moving into this next round against uh, – who do they play next? They play they Utah. Play? Yeah. Number one seed, Utah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, um, that's going back to the, the, uh, the series against, uh, against Dallas – um, you know, Porzingis, I think, uh, is a big, is a big reason why, uh, they couldn't pull that off his body language, him being, you know, feeling like he wasn't, you know, the star or whatever. Did they not use him right so, though? I don't know. I mean, they didn't run any plays I don't, I don't for know him. If he has a, I don't know. I don't know if he has a post game. Like, like every guy I feel like on that team has to be like a, a like a basically come off a screen or pick and pop, you know, mm-hmm. type, type of guy. And, Everyone else seems to be buying into kind of Doncic's, you know, um, you know, way, and mm-hmm. Porzingis just doesn't doesn't look like he he gives a gives a crap at all. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look like he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to produce, you want to show that you're, you know, you should be the man. Let's see some effort. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. He looks like he doesn't care. He's just mm-hmm. going out of there and just bawling, you know, for his life. Um, that's the kind of attitude I feel like, you know, that team has to have. And I just don't think Porzingis has it. Hmm. Um, you know, first he did in New York, the spotlight was maybe too big for him. And then he comes here and has someone, you know, someone else kind of take the spotlight and like, he's, he's almost just pouting, you know, hmm. and, and it's, it's, it's kind of sad to see, but, uh, that Clippers team, I think, um, that's part of the reason why they beat them. They got the, they got the, the, you know, the superstars, they got the, the roster to do it. Um, I feel like like they've kind of underachieved. Dallas had them right. They could have they could have pulled it off. They sure they did. Didn't. And um, I think Utah. I think Utah. Utah can can take them out. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be. They haven't I mean, proved enough to me yet. I, I haven't. I'm not sure why they didn't. Not that they could send the, the Raptors a whole lot in return, but I'm not sure why they didn't. They didn't go after uh, Lowry because clearly mm-hmm. Pat Beverly is toast. He's either he's injured not, or he's yeah. not even playing. Nope. Um, so they got Rondo and Reggie Jackson, Jackson manning the point yeah. guard. Rondo they picked up from Atlanta for Lou Williams. So, but I mean, it, it's a kind of, again, it's there's some misfit toys, the kind of like the Lakers, right? I'm not, you're not sure how things fit. It's, it's um, weird. It's hard yeah. to explain. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how the Clippers do. But anytime you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Paul George gets a lot of heat. But look, he, he had a good series. You know, anytime you can get 25 and eight from, from your small forward, I mean, you know, he's a superstar. So, yep. um, he's, hot. Yeah. he's hot. Yeah. It is dangerous you yep. know, when you need a basket. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be, that's going to be a very interesting series. Utah puts the clamps down. Um, I'm saying Utah though on that one. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And there's one uh, now the, the Suns, uh, sorry, the Suns beat the Nuggets game one. We'll see how that pans out. They want, they were tied going into the fourth and the Suns pulled away. Um, the one sort of semi-interesting series right now is Embiid is hurt again um and the Hawks took advantage they, they won game one and Embiid I think is out again tonight so is he, is the, he out yeah like he was hurt last game but then he still looked like he had like 25 or even 30 points but it was like a slow like, oh did he play last game oh yeah 
Yeah, oh, yeah and, and the Hawks beat him with him in there? With him in there, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They, the Hawks are, are built, uh, the Hawks are today's NBA 2.0. Yeah. You know, shooters on the outside and John Collins who can shoot and play inside, that's exactly there. That's how you're supposed to be built. And again, my man, Nate McMillan, I'm telling you, Nate McMillan <laughs> is the most underrated coach in the NBA. And look what happened in the Indiana when, when they fired him. They've been nothing since. And uh, I don't understand why these teams let go of guys like Monty Williams and Nate McMillan. These are good coaches. coaches good yeah, no, they, they need scapegoats. So you know. they, need, they need scapegoats. Unfortunately. That, they need scapegoats. Happens, right? So I'm not get rid of the players, so. <laughs> so you watched? Uh, the, did you watch any of the Hawks Knicks series? What do you think of the Hawks in a, in a few words or less? Man, I love their energy. Um, I love Trey Young. I love what he's doing. Love Trey Young. He, he's he's Reggie Miller 2.0. Yeah. The trash talk and the backing it up and the, and you know the swagger and everything. You know they call him the villain. I don't yeah. even know if he's the villain. I call him the superhero right now because he's helping the league. Trey <laughs> <Young's fine. laughs> That's right. He's in the league. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're a great team to watch. Um, and I wouldn't be, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they beat Philly. Hey, listen, if the Hawks, the Hawks end up playing the Nets, that's going to, that'd be a hell of a series. A lot of young talent, but actually young versus old, really. And Kyrie going at it. And it, it, the Hawks good. have a nice little bench with Lou Williams coming off the bench. It's a nice exactly. little team. So they have a good roster. Gallinari. I love yeah. Gallinari too. And it's let old. me tell you in, in the NBA right now, it, it, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are must-see right now, for, as yep. far as I'm concerned. So if you're an NBA fan, Doncic is obviously out. But if you catch the Nets and you're a point guard or your kid's a point guard and you want them to, to learn how to play the position, I mean, as much as Kyrie got on my nerves, the kid is playing unreal basketball. So, um, Sig, stick around. Brock's going to come back on here. We're going to talk a little bit of college football before we close up. And Brock had a question for us about LeBron. But I uh, wanted to keep you on here. Um, thanks so much you. for talking to Hoops. <laughs> I'm still here. I can still hear you. I see oh, you. There he is. I'm in here. No, there I'm not back. Boy. Hey, sorry, just took a quick nap. Um, the LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> not a big hoops fan, right? You know what? I don't know what it is. Um, just hadn't got into it. I mean, LeBron's out. So, uh, yeah. you know, I usually watch those series because I like LeBron. There's so many LeBron haters that it makes mm. it sort of interesting anyway. Um, mm-hmm. A question I was going to pose to both of you guys uh, was somebody posted that LeBron James and Kyrie Irving are the two most hated people in the NBA, players in the NBA. Do you agree, yeah. disagree? And would you know, would, why would you say they're the most hated? Draymond Green's on that list for me, but mm-hmm. not these two. I why is LeBron about- James hated so much? Who's going first? Do you want me to Sig, go first? you go ahead, pal. I, uh, this this well, question it's, frustrates me. It's, it's, it is frustrating, but we, we see it a lot with the best in, in, in the world or who is considered the best or compared with the best. Um, we see LeBron. If, if you're a sports guy, you're seeing LeBron on TV mm-hmm. all the time. You know, I, I, I think it's, it's an unfair hate, um, but he also does things that kind of irks people with like the flopping and things like that. And what he says, even like his political stance, a lot of people will say, you know, either agree with him or you shouldn't be speaking, you know, um, you know, stick to stick to this. And uh, I think a lot of it comes from all of that. And pe- again, people see him all the time. So it's an easy face. It's a big name. Um, I, I think there's other outspoken athletes that, probably say either worse things or smarter things or do more in, in, you know, in the, uh, in, um, you know, in, in for the world or for people and they don't get as much heat or as publicity as, as LeBron does because mm-hmm. he's LeBron James, you know? Um, I think 
it, it, it's basically you're the biggest target, so you got more bullets coming at you, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that's kind of what uh, what happens for LeBron. Um, and again, he speaks so much in the, in the media as well. You know, he, he is very outspoken with, you know, his his thoughts on on whatever it is, and uh, and he gets everything. Like he's got the championships. He even has, you know, whether you think he's the greatest or not, he's in that conversation, and they have those comparisons. So so there's a lot of people that hate that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that hate him leaving. You know, I'm sure some of it is like all of Cleveland hates him right now, <laughs> all of mm-hmm. Miami hates him right now. You know, it's that kind of thing, um, and. You know, some of it might be warranted because of the, again, because of the flopping, or if you don't like, you know, certain things that he says. But, but he's he's the best. Yeah. And I feel like Jordan got it, you know, during his time, um, even now. Um, and you know, things were different when. <laughs> 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 I know. Right. I'll be the first one. Hey, and all the stuff yeah. that people hate about LeBron, you know, maybe he talks too much. Whatever the same things that I hated Jordan for, I'm like, he doesn't use his platform for what he should yeah, be. You know, he doesn't flop as much, but he does whine and, and he's always yeah. in the ref's ear and he yeah. this and that. And so a different era, Brock, they didn't have that platform back then. All he had was what do you have last back when Jordan played in 97, the internet started for crying out loud. Like he didn't have like LeBron has such a, to the extent, broader, but from a, a global superstardom, he had that platform. I mean, we, he didn't have Twitter and he didn't have whatever. That's fine. But yeah, but yeah. we don't know what Jordan did. I, and I, I'm not a Jordan. Like, I, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a Jordan fan. I hated the Bulls. You know, I hate. I liked the, the second rendition of them when he came back because he was older and I wanted to see them win. And I hated the Utah Jazz. But I'm not a Jordan fan. But we don't know because there wasn't enough. He a lot of that to we, That's yeah, the thing. People we don't know. I mean, that. a lot of people hate them for that. When did the World Wide Web start? Like literally 96, 97, we have no idea what Jordan did prior to that, his 14-year career, whether he was traveling the world. I mean, you would talk about humanitarians. Dikembe Mutombo, like, you know, basketball without borders and all these guys that travel actually really do stuff. Like LeBron's, LeBron has definitely uh, used his platform for good. But, like, let's not anoint the guy a saint. There have been guys like Hakeem Olajuwon and Dikembe Mutombo, Masai Ujiri. Like, these are real ambassadors. Steve Nash. Steve Nash was one of the greatest basketball ambassadors. So, like, I'm not going to put LeBron ahead of Jordan. He might be a little bit ahead of him in terms of that, but we don't we don't really know because we don't know. We didn't have the internet or Twitter or anything back then. But I don't think LeBron's done a whole hell of a lot. I think he's – I think anything – I've never been upset with anything he said, ever. In mm-hmm. fact, he's never said anything controversial in my eyes. I have no idea why people would hate on what he says. And, like, even the stuff that he did for the kids, like, with his school. School, and, and, oh, free education. Who has done that? Who's fantastic? Who's paid for people to go to that fantastic. many? Fantastic. You know what I mean, like, like just that alone, you'd be like, wow, like, like that's amazing. You're, you know, why would you hate him for something like that? I like, think, yeah, I think it's all the wrong reasons. To hate the person is is ridiculous. To hate the player, yeah. I mean, you might hate some of the antics. Look, from 2009 to 2013, he was first team all defense. So mm-hmm. you can't fault him for playing defense. I mean, he's been an all world player. He he has no comparables. Jordan was is the best player to ever play technically. LeBron is a completely different player. He's not an assassin scorer. He's a all do it all kind of guy. He's more magic than he is Jordan. Like you can't compare. Jordan comparables are Iverson and Kobe. With with LeBron, it's Bird and Magic, which is like equally as good. You know, so you can't compare Shaq to, to LeBron. You compare Shaq to to Hakeem Olajuwon and to uh, to Ewing. So like. I have no idea why this guy gets so much hate. Yeah. I have no clue. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think, I think Sig brings up, like, in your description of what you thought and why people hated him, 
is because there's so many different groups that hate him for different things. It's like, oh, I hate him because he flops. I hate him because he talks out. But this guy hates him because he doesn't talk out. And this guy hates him because of something else. He's damned if he doesn't. He, he's, he's damned yeah, if he doesn't. he hates he left Cleveland. Hate that he went to Miami. Hate that he's on the same team. Hate that he's not Jordan. Hate that he's whatever. And you can pick all these little pieces and oh. and do it. But at the same respect, the, the way you're talking, Pep, and we don't know what Jordan did because we didn't have that social media stuff. It's the same thing from LeBron. Like, he has it. So if he didn't have that social media stuff, you know, would he be as hated? You know what I mean? Because every part of his life is being scrutinized and being under Absolutely. a microscope and whatever. But mm-hmm. again, there's no there's no reason for it, no legitimate hey, reason for it. You bring up a great point, Brock. When one of the things I say in my when I give my talks to the students in the, in the schools, one of the things I talk about initially is uh, like, y- yes, their lives are are a little bit more convenient with like everything's at the touch of a of a button now, right? You can I can get DoorDash and have my meal and like next door to me in ten minutes, you know. So yeah, there's a lot of convenience in this world, but there's also with that convenience and and uh, and technology comes a whole hell of a lot of stress. Like, I mean, I, I remember posting something that went viral. Uh, it, it started going, like, I started getting hit after hit after hit after hit. And the next thing you know, it was like 4,000 people had seen it. And, it, and a lot of the comments were, were positive, but there was a handful of arsels. Pardon my language, Kwame. And I, Kwame like, wasn't an arsel, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though, even, <laughs> even just the one comment bothered me. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know if I could deal with this. Could you imagine, that was just 4,000 4, people. Could you imagine 4 million people? And Again, like getting way off topic, but you're talking to the school. You're talking to a group of children, right? When you're saying this kind of stuff, and you think uh, of high schoolers, high, high, you know, still, I'm not saying teams, yeah. whatever. They're still, you know, adolescents. It's almost like we need to have classes designed in schools for how to navigate and be citizens within the internet world, which is what oh, we're absolutely. Anyway. Oh, come on. Yeah, the social social media has absolutely ruined us. And uh, and my point is it's it's a lot more it's a lot more stressful now to have as an athlete have these platforms and have the, the temptations to want to comment on something that someone said negative about you and then all of a sudden you you're you've ruined your career. I mean, yeah. these guys are 21, 22 years old some of them and you know they're reading on the internet somebody, "Oh, you suck tonight, trade you for a bag of bag of pucks or whatever." Like I mean, that's mm. tough to read. Yeah, for sure. It's tougher to write, but I try. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. Nicely done. Transition. There's no transition there. Okay, what's next? We're getting uh, close Julio, to time. We don't have no holds bar after us. So just for the record, if Kwame is listening, um, I guess they just really didn't feel comfortable following us. It's like following, I, you know, a great comedian. Oh, and they just can't follow we're, us. We're the opener, I think. If they, I know <laughs> at this point, we are the opener. Um, I want to ask you guys, Julio Jones of Tennessee. Um, Holy cow. Now you got Jones and Derrick Henry in the in the backfield and uh AJ Brown is the other guy? Yeah. Why yikes. And I think they just picked up a tight end. They had lost John Jonu Jonu Jones, Jonu Smith? Smith. Jonu Smith to uh to New England. So uh but I think they just picked up another tight end. I mean that is that's a lot of that's a lot of uh that's a lot of weapons for Mr. Tannehill. What do you guys think about that move? The first thing I'm gonna say is uh, there's a post I don't have the image to put up on the screen, but it was uh, twenty the last twenty four starts for Mahomes versus the twenty four starts for the Titans for Tannehill, 
And the quarterback rating, Tannehill's a 114. Mahomes is a 105. Passing yards, Tannehill's got 6,000. Mahomes has got 6,900. So more yards, sure. Total touchdowns, Tannehill's got 61 to Mahomes 56. Same amount of interceptions with 10. And the completion percentage is 67% to Mahomes 66. Like Tannehill is doing you're preaching, actual you're preaching the preacher. Like good work for the Titans. And then that's what happens when you have a run game that's as dangerous as the Titans have. You have a quarterback who could take advantage of it. And who's better from a receiving standpoint to take advantage of a single coverage or whatever is going to be a Julio Jones. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. I had no idea why Miami got rid of Tannehill. I know they wanted to rebuild and all that, but he was good in Miami. I mean, he took him to the playoffs a couple times with no running game. So I'm a, I'm a Tannehill fan. You don't have to sell me on him, but he, he's, he's good. Interesting stats, though. I didn't realize he was that. I didn't know he was that close to Mahomes. And I also wow. saw the picture of uh, – it was a – whatever, a meme or something like that, and I had Julio Jones is wide open, A.J. Brown's wide open, and the Titans are still handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what they do, right? They don't deviate from what works. I mean, they've gone to the AFC Championship a couple years in a row because they rode the horse. Don't don't. He is an absolute horse. Tennessee yeah. is not the first team. Like, I really am disappointed that the Green Bay Packers weren't throwing multiple draft picks to get yeah. Julio Jones because – that should be a clear indication to say, you know what, we're going to give three draft picks, we're going to get Julio, and we're going to get an all-star quarterback, franchise quarterback, back, likely, hopefully, happy with another weapon, and we can move forward from this fiasco that's happening right now. But that didn't happen, and to nice me, segue. that's the biggest disappointment. Nice segue. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not showing up to the uh, mandatory. Uh, I, I know it's not – I think it's a big deal. I think that, you know, for him, by him saying I'm not, I'm not coming, it's like, that's a big, uh, it's kind of a big deal. I think no, another, another message, another, another shot fired. It's a message. Yeah. Is it a big deal? Like in terms of him not being able to know the playbook this year or really get into? No, it's not in that level. But it's a message, and the only thing that that helps that message too is people who are at those OTA workouts and minicamp workouts, and they're they're tweeting. The, these other quarterbacks that they got, you know, love is not bad. But these other guys are throwing one guy. They're like, the thing says, Aaron, please come back. And the guy's throwing the ball. Anyway, he looks like, you ever see an actor play a quarterback on TV and they start throwing the ball and you're like, nah, you've never in your life thrown a ball. It's that kind of feel. Oh, man. I don't know. Did you, um, I saw a clip of Justin Fields throwing with his, maybe his position coach or, or it could have been offensive coordinator. It looked like his position coach, though. And uh, I guess he was make, he was throwing, and they and uh, the Packer, no, the coach said, "Where did uh, where did your center? Go? Who was your center in college?" He, and he said something something Myers, and then uh, he's like, "Where did he go?" And then Justin's like, "He went to the enemy." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the Packers picked him up. Yeah, so uh, he's already drinking the Kool Aid there. He looks he looks not he looks like a nice little player. He's 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 big. Yeah, he's a good size. He's a like. I didn't yeah. realize he was that big, Sig. You're a Bears fan, right? Yes, you know it. You know what? I'm excited. Are, is he? Are you excited for the red red rocket to start the first four games? <laughs> How do you get a nickname that's like Let's say the worst Look thing a dog could do? A red rocket? Oh, it's the most awkward thing. You like dogs? Oh, anyway, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When they go zero and four, and then Justin Fields has to come on, it's let's not going to be. Two. It's not going to be fun. No, let's say two games. No, I don't know if it's going to be that quick. 
I think they're going to give him, yeah. You, you know, it's probably fair they're going to give him at least three or four games. Fair, fair, very good. Just don't rush him um, into it, that's all. Just protect yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. So longevity. Want, you know, having waiting, you know, having been waiting for, for a, a franchise quarterback, I don't want this to, to just all of a sudden materialize. Just, you know, I mean, it'd be nice. But I don't want him just thrown in the fire. I don't. I don't want. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I want this guy to turn out, you know, to be a good thing for us. So I think he will. I think. Uh, I think he'll provide maybe like a, a read option quarterback to come in, kind of like Jameis Winston did for for the Saints. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows what the Bears are thinking? I, I. I don't hate Andy Dalton. I just don't know if he's the guy you want to, I, yeah. to groom. Uh, I, I don't. What, I don't know. Andy Dalton had a Last tough year in Dallas. Last yeah, time I saw him, he got knocked out. You know, yeah, I right. <laughs> I had a question for you guys, um, and you have to pick one of these players, okay? You can't go off the board and say, well, this guy, this guy. It's one of these guys, okay? Which of these breakout stars from last year, specifically last year because they all broke out last year, which of the, one of these four guys is least likely to repeat their performance from 2020? Okay. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, or Chase Claypool? Say you can go first. Say Chase. Unfortunately. The you think Chase does not have the same success this year? I'm sorry. You're going you're gonna to hate me, right? But I don't yeah. hate. Hate's yeah. a strong word. <laughs> yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think those QBs, I think they're... Legit? You no, know, I think they're legit. You know, I, I think they've come to, come to stay. Um not saying they're going to throw up crazy numbers, and it might not be the exact same, mm-hmm. but uh, Claypool was was on fire, and I'm not saying his skill is is not what it is either. I just don't know if he's going to have that type of year. Um, you know, can you trust uh, Big Ben to to really do it again? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not. So I'm answering sure. yes. I know, I know, I know. I'm like, uh-huh. yes, I'm like why do I have to ask him that question? I'm like, can I ask Brock? Of course, he can Brock, do it again. Do you trust? Do you trust <laughs> Big Ben to? You know? Um, no, I don't know. I uh, I just think it's uh, it's harder when you're when you have the ball uh, coming to you or needing the ball um, as opposed to throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, so being an offensive player, you know, you can't just say like, I'm going to run for 200. It's like you're going to run for 200 if they're going to give. If you I the hand ball. you the ball, yeah, exactly. Great. Um, Excellent so point. That's uh, that's also what makes it kind of easier. Um, he's got to catch the ball, um, and you know he's got to be in the end zone. You know, uh, and who'd you guys? Who who's your starting running back uh, this year? Oh, it's Najee Harris, baby. Yeah, see, see. So I mean, he's gonna get some touches too, right? Okay, I so, see where you're going. So yeah. So anyway, that's my. Sorry, okay. I, I kind of rambled on there. Opens for up the play action, though. But what do I know? My, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Steeler fan out here. Uh, you know, it's tough. Now I'm not going. I get Sig. I get your point. You know, receivers got to get the ball from somebody. If Big Ben comes back, he's still the guy who's going to be throwing that ball. Again, things open up. Traditionally, receivers do mature a bit more in their sophomore year, I find. Um, so I think that Claypool is going to be okay. Uh, my initial gut feeling is that Josh Allen is not going to be the guy. You're trying to give your brother <laughs> I know. Uh, but at the same time, it was between Herbert and Allen. I'm going to actually go out to Herbert about it. Um, okay. I'm going to pick Justin just because he had Allen's been around for longer than Herbert. Not long, but Herbert's going into his sophomore year. 
you know, he gets a lot of excitement initially. I think this year there's going to be a lot more expectations. He's going to be expected to, um, you know, run the offense and win games and all that kind of stuff. Now it's going to come. I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure that is his team where last Mm -hmm. year, you know, he was kind of riding that momentum of taking over um, and having some success. I think that Mm -hmm. that and the preparation this year, there's going to be a lot more thrown at him. So I'm going to say that Herber is probably most likely to take a step back. I think Mayfield has – has done that where he's been okay. He's taken a step down. Who you, who's I've calling? Him, I've, got him, I've got him on the phone and he's, he's like, yeah, he said he's going to show you. So uh, yeah, that's Herbert or live. You're live. Okay. Oh, Alan. Yeah. Okay. Well, Hey, I, like I said, Alan was initially my, like, I could see that going because of the weapons and stuff around and, and whatever. And Buffalo had, he had such a good year last year that has got to take a step back. It doesn't mean the team takes a step back, but he may just not be yeah. as effective okay. as he was last year. But I think yeah. Herbert ultimately is my pick. I like, I like that too, only because there was no pressure on Herbert. They came in, they wasn't expected to really do it to win. They were starting what Tyrod Taylor and before he got hurt. Yeah. So like there was clearly it was a rebuild, but they've added some pieces. Now there's a little bit more pressure, but my pick is Faker Mayfield. And oh, I, of course it is because he's a rival think, of the Steelers. Yeah, he's a rival. He, he caught lightning in the bottle oh, wow. for a few games and he, you know, he played well, but now if they bring Beckham back, Beckham is the Beckham is the X factor in terms of uh, Baker Mayfield's um, uh, failures. I think Baker, I think uh, Beckham ruins the off. You know, Baker tries to force feed him the ball. So he doesn't pout on the sideline. He throws. I mean, I think Baker is now the unofficial leader on that team, but like, you know, he if, look when Beckham was playing, they were 500. When he got hurt, all of a sudden they took off and they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, and they 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 show that they were a playoff team. So I don't know. I think I think Faker Mayfield is really uh, going to take a step back this year. I think that I think we saw one good season based on catching lightning in the bottle, and it was like the COVID year, and things were kind of up in the air. But that's my that's my gut feeling. Well, I think that's wrong. But I do see the OB- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I do see the OBJ thing. Uh, but I also think that I now that. more than ever, the Browns and Mayfield and everybody can be like, look, know your role, come in and be part of this team because we did have some very good success last year without you. Great running game. So Great running you game. can help us, but if you're going to be a princess and you're going to hurt us off the field or within the locker room, I think. Players now are going to not be shy to say, look, get your stuff together or get out. We'll trade you somewhere else or you're not going to play whatever. If you're going to ruin the chemistry of what we have, it's kind of now the team is like buy-in or not, where OBJ initially came in as as like, I'm the best player you guys have. Let's try and build mm-hmm. around me, and I'm. it goes with whatever I do. Now they've shown we can win without you, so either buy in and be part of it or beat it. And they're loaded. I mean, they got they got yeah. running game. They got uh, you know tight ends. They got wide receivers. They got yeah. You know, I mean, they're loaded. Yep. Sure. Yeah. No, I think I think they 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 uh, they can do that now. They have the uh, the upper uh, the upper hand in that uh, in that situation. That's AFC North is going to be a slugfest as they as it is every year. All right, last question I have for you guys. It's uh, an episode, uh, a segment that I think we should start doing. I saw it somewhere. It's kind of like remember the the uh, the game the kids used to play like uh, <laughs> uh, I can't even remember it was like uh, uh, marbles hey. marbles tick uh. like uh, marry uh, date or kill or something like that or one of those like you have three people and you say which one you want to marry and you say which one you would rather date oh, okay. and which one you want to 
want to die maybe like, or something? Like, like, anyway. like, 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 well, like, like fantasy football, start, start. Well, that's what it is. Start, sit him or sit, cut him. Yeah. Cut. Start, sit, sit or cut. Yeah. So LeBron yeah. James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, you got to start one, you got to sit one, you got to cut one. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Sig, you want to, you're going to oh, go? Oh, wow. Okay. Le- LeBron, um, Kawhi, and who? KD. Kevin right Durant. Now, yeah. Right now, I'm starting KD. <clears throat> oh, right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the top of it. I'm starting KD. I'm, uh, I got, uh, <laughs> I got, I got Kawhi on the bench and, and I'm going to cut LeBron. Okay. So Pat- <laughs> I knew that was what it was going to be probably anyway uh-huh. for, for sake. Pep's answers are going to be different. Yeah, uh, Kawhi is Kawhi took over that Dallas series. Kawhi basically yeah. won that series. So I'm going to start Kawhi. I'm going to I'm going to sit LeBron. I'm going to cut AD, and only because of, I mean, only or sorry, KD only because of the uh, he is still one cut, one move away from blowing his knee up. I mean, I, I just don't. He so he makes so me tiny. nervous. It's so tight. It's so weird. It's it's yeah. You know what I mean? He he, he looks so <laughs> fragile. Like and you know he. I still have that the memory in my in my head when he blew his Achilles against the Raptors, and then you know he's had knee and hip and and uh, hamstring all year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, Kawhi. I'm saying right now, good. right now, right now, Kawhi, LeBron, and uh, Mister Mister KD is is cut, but uh, it could easily flip flop and KD could start. I mean that's I mean it's a tough question. Yeah, it's supposed to be question. a tough question. Great question. All right, <laughs> that's it for us today. I got nothing else. Pep, you got any final words? No, I think I might have a new game next week that you got to, you're going to really enjoy. But uh, I'll save the uh, I'll save the anticipation for uh, for next week, and I'll explain it to you off air. And uh, Sig, All right. uh, I, I can't wait to have you back. We will talk hoops, we talk pigskin, we talk yeah. boxing, we talk a little <laughs> hockey, a little puck. You know, it's good. Everything. Next time we'll add college football to the mix. Yes. Thank you. Now Pep yes. and I are on a, a podcast tomorrow night. Actually, and we're drafting a CFL team. So uh, stay tuned for the reactions to that. I forget what the uh, front office is the podcast with some of the old nice. Ottawa GG guys. And they want us to draft the CFL team. So we've called in the big guns, Hugh John and Carl Tolmy. Nice. They gave us some uh, cheat sheets on how they do it because they're geeky enough to actually Blue Jays draft. Blue, Blue Jays, Jays what? White Sox right now. Hey, so, shout uh, out to the Jays. 80% capacity in Buffalo moving forward, I think, soon. Very good. And every time I play Sig's intro song, I want to hear the whole one. So here we go. Skilo, I wish. Peace out, homie. Stay cool, everybody. Where I go, your wife gets laughed at. And when I'm in my car, I'm 
laid back. I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And do you want to know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of Rito. Figaro, when in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want to cruise cringe on Sunday. One day, I'm going to have to get in my car and go. You know, I take the 110 into the 105. Get off on cringe on, tell my homies look alive. Cause it's hard to survive when you're living in the concrete jungles and these girls keep passing me by. She looks fly, she looks fly. Make me say, my, my, my. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat six more apart. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat six more apart. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, y'all. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. You can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, the Owl, Lorraine. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see I go simple, I go easy, I go greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes, ain't that fresh? Everybody wants to get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat six more parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her, I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat.